podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle R. Price, The Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. We Thank are you, Michelle. No worries. We're just a couple of spiritually weird chicks, Beck and I. We have a few interesting things to share and a really interesting talk topic today, which I think a lot of our listeners are going to find very relevant. Yes. So today our mission is to share some tips and tricks, maybe get you to learn something and give you some guidance with a card draw and maybe an affirmation or two because they tend to pop up every now and then. They do. We never know when, but um, they do. It's always a surprise. Now, Beck, I'll be doing the card draw for this episode. And the theme for today, as I sort of mentioned, is going to be one that I think a lot of people are going to relate to, and that is the rental market. So I think most people are either going through renting themselves or they know someone who is paying too much um, or they're being kicked out because, you know, the owners are selling or whatever it is. And that's not that that hasn't always been the case, but I think that the situation since COVID probably has maybe been a bit more extreme. So I wanted to just touch on this today because I've got some friends that are going through this very specific and uh, I feel like the listeners will be able to um, relate to this very much. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I think a lot of people, not even just with the rental market, just with their own housing situations at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. But before we do get started, Michelle, what has been going on with you? Well, I had a beautiful connection this week, Beck, and I always like to, sometimes, you know, in this segment, I mean, really what it is, is about, you know, learning something, you know, what have we learned for the week or what's our biggest takeaway? But what I wanted to um, say is I had the most beautiful connection with a lady who um, has a disability. She's um, a new client of mine. She got recommended by one of her friends to see me. And she said, look, I just want to do animal communications. Is that okay? And I said, sure. And um, I said, you know, she wanted to know if she should bring some stuff. And I said, oh, look, you know, um, if you've got a collar or, you know, something like that, some people bring ashes. And I said, it's not entirely necessary, but, you know, it's good for the connection. So essentially, Beck knows this is called psychometry, especially if you're touching the object um, belonging to that animal or person. Anyway, this um, I was walking home from the gym, Beck, and I thought, I'll just tune into this. This is my first client of the day. I'll just tune in and see what's going on. And this white fluffy dog was like all over me <laughs> and it was just white and fluffy it reminded me of um my old dog abraham who was a maltese shih tzu and so i thought it's got to have maltese or shih tzu in it because whenever he pops into my head it's it's part his breed or all his breed and but it was white and fluffy and it had the same kind of hairstyle like a um westy cut which is what sissy has and what abraham used to get so i came home she's walked in and she had a photo and i said i don't want to see the photo don't want to look anyway sure enough i'm like white fluffy rah rah um, must have some Maltese or Shih Tzu in it. And she was like, wow. She goes, yeah, it was, um, it's a Maltese cross Westie. So it had the Westie haircut. Ah, so I was like, this yes. is a size. And she's like, yeah, it's a Westie, um, but it was a cross with the Shih Tzu. So my dog's really good. Like my, my dog Abraham is so good because whenever there's a breed that's got half all of him in it, he shows up and it's yep. really easy for me to tell, you know, what I'm talking about. But it was such a beautiful connection where this animal I couldn't call her a pet or animal it had to be her son or her baby and um because it was her child really and um you know the stuff they can show you back and and you know people are always really surprised with like what you can pick up from dogs but they are so human and you know this lady sent me the most beautiful message afterwards and just said Michelle this has changed my life it's changed my husband's life she recorded it on a little phone she took a little phone home and let her husband listen <laughs> to it and 
you know, she was like, this has really changed our lives because both of them were really badly, you know, grieving, as you can imagine. Um, and what was really amazing, what really stood out to me about this dog was he said to me, I'm very handsome, I'm very pretty, and no one knows my age. No one could guess my age. And I thought, what a funny thing to say. So I repeated it to her and she goes, he was 17, Michelle. And she showed me a photo and he looked like a puppy. He was so beautiful. Besties <laughs> don't tend to show their age very much. You know, other dogs, because he's white as well. Other dogs, if they're black, they lose color and, you know, you can kind of tell. You couldn't tell. People were like, is he a puppy? And she's like, no, he's, you know, 15, 16, you know, whatever he was at the time. And so we made a point of saying that. And these are the amazing things that animals can do where, you know, that's very specific to that animal. And his birthday cake, he did reference his birthday cake. He was like, Michelle, this is my cake. And it was very special. It was made by my mum. And I said that to her and she got very emotional and she'd actually made a zucchini. Zucchini and, is it zucchini and carrot or zucchini and something? Some funny mix. It wasn't zucchini and carrot, something like that. But it was like a, an unusual mix. And I was like, oh, I'm sure it was very nice, but oh, I don't know if I'd be into that. Um, <laughs> but it was made by her out of this special book. And so they could all eat it. The whole family was able to eat it. And little Jack, the dog, was able to eat it as well. And he loved his special cake. And I just thought it was wonderful that he referenced stuff like that because it wasn't just store-bought. He was, he was telling me it was made by my mom. I know it was made by my mom because I could smell it cooking. Um, and that's the stuff you know, from an animal that blows my mind, you know, I just think that's amazing. Um, so that's been my week. And that was um, really, really great to get that feedback from them that that um, really helped them because in the end, they had to decide to put him down. And I had to give them the reassurance around that. Look, I was, I was not good. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't enjoying my life anymore. Um, and so that was really good for them to know that, that that was the right time uh, for them to do that because it's never easy making that decision. Um, now, the car today, Beck, is a beautiful one. It's Archangel Metatron, and this is an Archangel that I work with. And what's really funny about the timing of this is yesterday Metatron came up in a reading for another lady and uh, not so much in a card, but um, I was talking about numbers and I was like, oh, I feel like you work with Metatron and she'd never heard of him. And then I mentioned sacred geometry and Merkabahs and she goes, are you kidding? And I'm like, no. And she goes, Merkabah's keep coming up in my newsfeed. And she said, um, Metatron actually came up like on a um, post or something. Like she was going through LinkedIn or something and Metatron came up and she's like, who's that? And then I've said it and she's going, what? Um, so it wasn't actually in the card. It's amazing. So Metatron um, is the guy that I work with. He was um, in the Bible as Enoch and he ascended. So he became an archangel or an ascended master, whichever one you sort of want to refer to. Now, the card is really beautiful. It's gold. It's got some rainbow colors on it. It looks like the sun is sitting above Metatron. He's got his arm in the air, his uh, right arm in the air. He's got one of those metal cuffs on like a soldier would wear. And the message is increase your light levels, open your stellar gateway chakra. So stellar gateway chakra, you would assume is above the crown. So that probably the big golden light above the crown space I was referring to almost like a halo. Um, and that's connecting into the higher awareness, the higher realms, higher dimensions, ascended masters, your spirit team. And Metatron, as I said, is all about sacred geometry, everything in balance, nature, um, human form as well. So humanity, uh, trying to get back every everything back into balance. Beck? I am just blowing away, Michelle. Because... I heard that. I heard your sharp inhale. What happened? I know. Oh, my goodness. So, um. I was doing some work on my computer yesterday and all of a sudden it's everything's changed on it. Like the whole system has changed. I had Google, but my daughter logged in to do her assignment for school 
which she did amazing. She did an amazing job on. So proud of her. Um, it took a bit to get there because she needed a bit of encouragement, but she did an amazing job. Anyway, she had to sign into what they call Google, Google Chrome to be able to access her schoolwork online. That's um, a big issue, let me tell you. Is a big issue because mm-hmm. you've done this, and then I've gone to use my computer, and everything has changed. Mm-hmm. My backdrops have changed, or my folders. Everything is just completely different, and I'm like, oh my goodness! So um, I was having a bit of a like, you know, my anxiety has, anxiety has anxiety moment with my computer because I'm not very tech savvy. Um, <clears throat> so I needed a new screen um, image for my desktop. I wanted a new mm-hmm. desktop picture. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this. going to have to change everything. Um, and I just sort of looked up the angels and the one that kept coming up was Metatron. Of course it is. Of course it is. Let me act surprised. Hang on. Yes, please, please do. Please do. <laughs> wow. Hey. Which is hilarious. So, yeah, some very important messages there for me as well. So thank mm. you for that. Um, no worries. Well, we've had a bit of a busy week, aside from that all going on, and I still have a lot of things to fix up on my computer. Um, We've had a very busy week. I also had a very, very cool connection with a client, uh, did a reading for them. Yeah. And um, it was a, a lot of the reading was to do about boundaries. Is that right? Boundaries, setting boundaries for yourself, um, and just sort of making sure that you're you're looking after yourself in that regard, which can be, you know, simple things like, you know, when you go to the shop or something with with someone, and and the person there says, "Well, I'm going to do this. You go over here and wait." Um, you know, that sort of thing. And you've you've mm. got, you know, and it's it's a one off sort of thing. It's not necessarily a problem, but when it's everything that you do, yeah. Um, during your day or, or during your week, um, it kind of gets a bit um, smothering, shall yeah. we say. Um, so, you know, things like being able to say, well, you do what you need to do. I actually would like to do this. So give me a call and we can meet up when you're, when you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing, setting the boundaries there. Um, so that's been actually a very big, big topic um, that I've picked up on. And like you said, we do our readings and things like that, but that's been a really big one. Yeah, boundaries. Um, which which I think may even um, coincide with today's discussion as well because, you know, sort of giving up your boundaries mm-hmm. for, for other people's wants and needs um, or desires is, is something that is reflective in the rental market as well. Precisely. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's great. Good job. And I love that you're um, doing those connections too. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a funny story too because I haven't been doing it for a little while. Um, Sort of took some time, stepped back from that a little bit and I had this request come through and I was, hmm, am I ready to do this? Am I ready to get back into it? And it was about 20 minutes later I got – uh, confirmation from the most skeptic person, <laughs> from the most skeptic person I know. Oh, um, and they rang me and said, like, this is literally twenty minutes after I asked myself, should I be getting back on with this? Um, <laughs> twenty minutes, Michelle. I could not believe it. Wow. 
And he rang me and he said, oh, I just thought I'd let you know so-and-so's moving out. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is really weird. Interesting way to start a conversation. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. I had completely forgotten I had given him a reading. In, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, I said. Oh, I, had I understand what you mean. You'd, yeah. I, I didn't quite yeah. know what you meant, but you did yeah. a reading and he was confirming that something you'd said had come true. And it was kind of tongue-in-cheek because he's right. such a sceptic and I had said to him, he's going through these things, he said, oh, you should come yeah. over and let me have a reading. And he did. He showed up and he had a reading. Yeah. Um, so I gave him this reading, but then he's rung me back and he's gone um, just this last couple of weeks and he's gone, um, so such and such is moving out of the house. And I'm like, okay. Right, and I'm trying to place why he's telling me this. I'm, you know, thinking, because hmm, we don't remember everything we say. Um, and I certainly didn't have any notes near me to to go and sort of, it's not like when somebody rings me up, I get their file and go through it to see what yeah. I told them. No. Um, and he said, don't you remember you told me this? And I said, oh, yes, actually, I do. I had told him that there would be somebody coming into the house. So he was renting out a room, apparently. Is, this is what's occurred. I said, somebody's coming to the house, it's going to be personality clash, blah, blah, blah. Um, just be careful with the other people in the house and the personality. So this is what had happened. Rented out the room, somebody moved in, personality clash, and now somebody's moving out, which is um, – so that was great confirmation from him, which made – It's great that he rang you too. Like the fact that he actually rang you to tell you that, you'd think he'd be like, God damn it, she was right. <laughs> I know, I know. And like I said, the least person I would expect to get any confirmation from, and it was wow. 20 minutes after I asked myself that. So they're listening, the universe mm. is listening, your guides are listening, the angels are listening, source just – they just – send you what you need mm. yeah you the know. universe works in amazing ways hey the trick is to ask the question and just let it go not think about it again that's it and which i did which was easy enough to do because i was very busy that day yeah and i bet <laughs> the angels were prodding him because that's what he wouldn't realize as well he's there being a big mm. skeptic but if he had to realize the timing and what he actually did then for you um that's the angels prodding him going call rebecca call rebecca call rebecca that's right. That's did. right. Because so normally he us. would. And this yeah. is somebody, I mean, he's a family member, mm. but I haven't spoken to him since just after Christmas, which is when there I did the reading. Yeah, and it's now June. And normally I won't speak to him until like there's a family event, which mm. isn't really happening a lot these days. It's very out of the blue. Or my family have moved to Perth. Yeah. Um, so it was very out of the blue, very, mm. very out of the blue. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Amazing. Amazing. Shall we get into the rental market? Yeah, we? let's get into the rental market. Well, I'm uh, not excited about getting into the rental market, Beck, but let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> so Jason and I, so what? the reason I'm saying that is because we're building a house at the moment and, um, you know, it's very expensive and everything's gone up a lot and we had to go back to the bank and get more money uh, to borrow more money so we could actually build. And my husband's like, I think we're going to have to um, rent I think we're going to have to sell the house that we're um, living in at the moment and which is one we're paying a mortgage on and uh, sell that and maybe get into the rental market. So I thought it might be an interesting talk topic because I've been talking to some real estate agents engaging, you know, what the situation is up here. Beck's in a different state to me, um, but I'm on the Sunshine Coast. And, um, you know, I'm having a lot of um, flashbacks to when I was sort of renting back in the day and uh, I lost my bond um, and I was renting out at Bagara um, near Bundaberg and, uh, the lady there kept my bond, which I was really angry about. She actually told me to court and um, over it because I wouldn't give it back to her because um, she had a whinge because I had um, 
birds inside on the kitchen bench, like a couple of peach faces, because I was trying to get a um, an aviary for them. And she'd said to me, you know, no animals allowed inside. And I'm like, okay. And so for about three days, um, the birds were sitting on the kitchen bench in a little cage. Um, and then I finally got the aviary and I put them outside. And um, because of that, she kept my bond because she'd said no animals inside and told me to court over it. And I lost like at that stage, I mean, that was a lot of money back then. I lost my bond was about six fifty. So it was um it was like four weeks rent or whatever it was, plus two weeks in advance or whatever it worked out to be. But it was about six fifty. She told me to court for it. And I'm just like, two birds in a cage on a bench? What are you talking about? Like for three days. And it was only because, and I hadn't really thought about it, but her mom um came over, um, I don't know, dropped something off or something or other, and she saw the birds there. And that was the end of that. So um yeah, that was that was probably a very disappointing rental experience for me because uh, yeah. that's a lot of money. And I just thought, and and the court awarded it to her as well. And I thought, how, what, who, where? Uh, it just didn't, didn't make any sense to me. So, you know, I'm sure that things are probably better now. I have heard that um, the rules around um, the bond are different now, that you can't, um, you know, just kind of get away with that. And there was something, they were saying something, Beck might know more about this than I do, but they were saying something about how the bond um, is actually, it doesn't go back to the owner um, and that the tenancy authority might manage the bond more or something. Yeah. I don't know if that's already changed. Is that is that the case? Or? So, yeah, so that's been in place for, for quite a while here in the ACT. Uh, so what happens is you pay your four weeks bond to... Um, the organisation, whoever it may be. Um, we call it just rental bonds here. Okay. Uh, so it's specific um, things. So we pay, we pay it to the rental bond um, and that goes into, I guess, their account. They just sit there and hold it until your lease is finished or you need it back or what have you. Um, and so, so we've got our four weeks rental bond and then you have to pay two weeks rent in advance. So you always have to be in advance. Yes. Um, so that's how that works here. And generally what happens is you go through, you do the final inspection and aside from your general wear and tear, those sorts of things, if everything's okay, you get your bond back. You both sign the form, you get your bond back. Mm. Um, but it, with the, there's a lot of new policies now so long time ago, long time ago, you used to be able to use your bond to pay the last amount of rent. Yeah, right. So if you gave your notice and you gave a month's notice, you had the month's bond there to do it. And they stopped doing that because there were people who weren't looking after people's houses or causing ah, right. damage and those sorts of things. So that's that doesn't get used for that anymore. And you can't, you, so you've just got your two weeks in advance and, yeah. okay, well, I'm paid up till this date. This is when we're leaving. And you do you know, as, as it goes. Um, but new rules and policies now, which I think are incredible and amazing because here I don't know what it's like in, in Queensland. Things are a little bit different up there with a lot of stuff. Um, but here in Canberra, the new rules and policies are you're actually permitted once upon a time if it said no pets, um, that was it, no pets. Mm. Um, but now... You do have to seek owner's permission to get pets, but there has to be an exceptional reason for them to 
say no. Discount to turn okay. you away for it. Yeah. To turn you away for it. So, I mean, that still doesn't stop them going through the applications, going, these ones have got pets, we'll put them to this side, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so you do that and then you, you know, um, but that's that's one thing because a lot of people have mental health issues, a lot of people mm. need support animals now, yeah. um, you know, for all sorts of different things and, you know, they can say outside or inside or, or what have you. I have been so fortunate and I'm so blessed um, because all the rental properties I had, I wasn't going to give up my pets at all for it. Um, so I just kept sort of looking and looking and sometimes it was really hard, but I've also been permitted to put a dog door in the laundry for them. Mm. So um, most of them are like, yeah, let them in. They're fine. Don't mind them being inside. I've got poodle crosses. I've got mm. three small dogs, little poodle crosses, um, and they're perfectly fine with that. And we've got the, you know, had permission, written permission to put a dog door in. So that's there. I don't have to worry about them being out in the heat or in the mm. freezing cold. Mm. Here in Canberra, it's very cold today, Michelle. It's very cold. Yeah. Um, Here's Michelle so, in her T-shirt sitting in like yeah, and, and I'm sitting yes. here with my jacket on and my yeah. jumper. So funny. Um, so, yes, things are very different in Queensland to Canberra. Yeah. But, um, yeah, lots of new um, things going on there. And they've actually just, which I think is incredible as well, passed a thing here in the ACT um, about having proper insulation in rentals now. Oh, good. Because a lot of the houses don't have any insulation. No. So, yep. you know, it, it's the it same just, as smoke alarms, I guess, too. The sort of same sort of Oh, there basics. are. Yeah. No, there are. You have to meet Australian standards for smoke alarms and have that all in place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the same yeah. sort of thing. Our insulation should be, you know, the same thing. It should be compulsory, should be given, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and a lot of the houses aren't. Like you can touch the walls, you can be sleeping in a bed and touch. I remember one house was sleeping in the bed, and I was like, "It is freezing in here." Mm. Um, Pretty much sleeping outside. You might as well be sleeping the, outside. The wall was cold to touch because there was just no insulation in it. Wow! So, you might as well be camping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess I was glamping, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, except you know, you'd have your sleeping bag and your thermals and everything on. Um, Beck, when you mentioned the bond, I was just uh, something triggered. I remembered a story. It was quite funny. Uh, well, the guy thought it was quite funny. I don't know that I would have found it funny, but um, he was renting his place out and fully furnished um, and all of that. So that all his, uh, I think furniture, kitchenware, you know, all of that stuff was in the home. Rented it out. Um, pretty reasonable price. You know, this is the issue with, I think, um, as I said, in Queensland, why the bond rules might be changing. I think he was the one that told me about this because um, when he'd been renting this place out, it must have been a few years ago, and this is when the, um, I don't know if it was the, I guess the real estate agent, the property manager was able to release the bond. Mm -hmm. And um, so the owner, um, the guy I was talking to, he had um, had these people move out and he went to check on the property just to double check and, you know, make sure they didn't have to do any repairs and stuff. And because property manager said, oh, yeah, we checked it. It's all good. So on and so forth. So the owner's gone over and gone, where the hell is all my furniture? So the tenants what? had actually, yeah, taken everything, <laughs> taken everything. I think there was even a fridge there. So they literally got in there, took everything that was in the entire house. And the property manager went over and went, oh, yeah, everything's very neat and tidy, everything's very clean, tick it all off, left, forgot the place is meant to be fully furnished. The owner's gone over, where's all my staff? 
and they'd already released the bond. So the person got the bond, walked away with all their furniture. So this is what I'm saying. And that was the guy that told me about the bond changes because um, that's ludicrous. You know, that's that's entirely the property manager's fault. I would have been cracking-ish. Like I would have been absolutely cracking it over there. But um, yeah, what a, what a you know. Ugh. And he was laughing about it, but I thought, gee whiz, mate. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think I find that very funny. I'd be very angry. Um, what else so, can you oh, do? my gosh. So what would happen there? Because your bond wouldn't cover the furniture. It's gone. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. The the property manager is the one that released it. And I said to him, like, could you go to the property manager and yeah. go, hey, like, yeah, you know. He'd have to take it up with them because he would have, yeah. It, yeah. And he just, he just didn't do it. He was just like, it's just too much. Um, So he just moved on. Uh, pretty understanding guy, i got to tell you. But um, I've got a mate actually, um, and I think I've mentioned her before. She's uh, separated from a hubby. She's been renting and, um, you know, being separated is is not fun. You know, having a couple of kids together, separation, never fun. But she's being, um, so she was one who had to move out of the home, the family home. So he's got the house. She's, you know, renting. And the poor thing, I mean, honestly, she was only finding holiday rentals. It wasn't really anything to actually rent, you know, longer term than that. So all the places she's finding are holiday rentals. So she can only rent them for like a month, two months, you know, three months at the most. And so she felt, she worked out she'd moved, I think, six times in um, a year or less than a year. Yeah. Um, and she finally got a place that she could rent for 12 months. So she got a 12-month lease. And um, so her settlement money's come through and she's looking to sort of buy. And But, you know, with her, she doesn't have a job. She's not working um, so she's on welfare and, you know, trying to buy a house. She's got the settlement money there. But, yeah, trying to buy a house is just an interesting thing because the bank wants to look at repayments and what you can afford and so on and so forth. And um, her youngest child just turned, I think, eight. So that means that she drops back down. So her payments drop another 200 something dollars a fortnight. So she's gone on to job seeker. Or new no, start, whatever I it is. I think actually, I just I just want to put it out there. I mm. didn't see something about that because there was a thing that when your payments changed from when, when your youngest turned age, mm. you went off the single parent pension. Yep. Um, but now they've picked it up back again to I think it's twelve. Um, it hasn't kicked in yet. Hasn't kicked. It hasn't in. kicked in yeah. yet. Yeah. There's a bill. There is a bill, but it hasn't been passed. So, no. and it was going to be increased to fourteen actually. It was going to be increased to 14. But um, yeah, so they put her on jobs, job keep, job start, new start, yep. whatever they call Something it. Something like that. Where you yep. got to apply for jobs and blah, blah, blah. Um, so they put her on that because um that sort of boosts her up a little bit. But um, yeah, the bill hasn't been passed. So yeah, it's a bit of a rock and a hard place. So the only places she can really afford to buy are like, you know, dives, basically. Um, where you know, you wouldn't really want to have your kids, you wouldn't really feel safe going outside. They're so small, some of them. She said that in the lounge, you couldn't even put a coffee table. You wouldn't even fit a coffee table and like a chair, like that small. So it is a really real situation. And for someone like this, who's, you know, Beck and I deal with a lot of people who are grieving and going through stuff, you know, that having to move six times in, in a year, less than a year is, you know, imagine the anxiety and everything with that. It's just, um, yeah, something I can't even imagine. So I just want to put it out there to everyone. Obviously with contracts and things like that, you always 
read it and make sure yeah. the information's there. But just double check because not only um, with the lease that they give you, double check everything on there and double check that it's all correct because they do tend to have typos or they do just sort of print off an old one and change the names and, and what have you, that everything is up to date with the current um, regulations that the lease itself is actually, uh, it states on the lease that the, the date and everything, the legislations or the information they give you is all um, up to date because if you do sign a lease that's dated differently, you're going to have a, a world of heartache there. Um, and just make sure that you do go through. I think in the in Canberra we've got hello Ari. Um, here in Canberra we've got um, the rental book. So you go online and it's rental book and it gives you um, all your rights and responsibilities as a tenant and all the rights and responsibilities as the, the lease, you know, the person leasing the house. So um, there's lots of information out there. So it's called the rental book. I, I don't think I've heard of that. That's really interesting. It might be different in Queensland. We'll qualify that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because I'm not sort of renting at the moment, I'm not sure. But mm. that sounds um, like, you know, I mean, I, th I think people need to be informed. I think that's the... Um, you know, the biggest thing is that, um, you know, just try to be informed, um, you know, get educated because certainly when I lost my, um, you know, bond, um, that wasn't a fun experience and that was a very expensive experience because then I had to go and rent something else and I had to pay the bond again and I didn't really have it because I didn't get the old one back, you know, that really sucked. So Biggest tip, biggest tip I can yeah. give anyone out there as a, a long-time renter um, is to make sure that you take photos, date stamped photos um, of everything. And when you get your inventory, I know like you get an inventory of what's in the house and, and what have you, um, but make sure that you go through and you write on that. Yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't matter how big your inventory is, write everything down. If there is like uh, picture hooks in the wall, write that down. If there are marks on there, if, if it's dirty, if the drawers yeah. haven't been wiped out, take photos, write it down because yep. the rules are that you are to leave the house as you received it. Yes. Um, it. And one big thing, and I don't know, I don't know if this is how it's supposed to be done. I was renting for, um, I was renting from one particular agent and I went there to do the final inspection to meet them there, to be there for the final inspection because I had all my my inventory that I sent a copy of them to that you have to have in 14 days or whatever it is. So you do it, you send it in um, and you've got your photos, you let them know that you've got photos, there's too many to send across, you can put them on a USB or, or what have you. Um, got the photos to back, back yourself up um, or date stamped. So I went to go do this uh, end of lease inspection and this is what if they tick it all off and this is where they go well no you're not getting your bomb back because yeah it's like this or this is like that or yeah you you're there this, or you have to do that exactly um so you're there to sort of just you know well look no it is written on this page this room had this this and this and this and this as well as this and and yeah. what have you but what they actually did is for this final inspection I was blown away I was really frustrated by it I was so blown away um and not in a good way. No. Oh. <laughs> they went in and just took photos of the place. 
So they walked into the room, took photos, click, 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 click. What? Turned around, click, 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 took the oven, click, took a photo, did this and, and what have you. And I was like, well, are we going to go through the inventory? She said, no, no, I'm just here. She said, you don't even need to be here. I'm here to take photos. I'll send the photos back to the property manager. What are they and doing? And the property manager will match up the photos with – They don't even go – they're not even in the house. They're not even – the property manager's not even going into the house. That's right. So then when Bloody the owner comes hell. back and they go, oh, this is a problem – there's water damage down here or you can see that there's you know the taps broken that's unbelievable so this is what they were doing they were taking walked in took cutting corners sending it back to the property manager who would then sit there and and um decide whether or not it matched up with the photos they took before you moved in unbelievable talk about cutting corners the problem with that is you know it's probably more beneficial to the tenant in that regard because they're not going to pick everything up. How many times do you get photo and you get like uh, reflections on something? Can Completely. You this, that, or the other. Wow. Um, so probably more in the tenant's favour in that regard. 100%. 100%. having said that, um, you know, it's just insane that they, they were doing it like that. And, and that cannot be legal. I, I really doubt that that would be legal to do that. I don't think it is either, but just be mindful of, of those sorts of processes, especially if you are renting a property have yeah. it in the contract that the final inspection will be done in person. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that would have saved my guy that I was talking about before, you know, where all his furniture was missing. Imagine if they both had gone in at the same time, pretty sure he would have noticed as soon as he walked in. So the furniture was missing. Yeah. But it actually makes sense because with what you were just saying then, if they're not even going in or they're just taking photos and then leaving, okay. then, you know, I don't know how you miss the furniture not being there, but um, the fact that the property manager hadn't gone there may make a bit more sense in terms of how they got missed and how they got the bond back. Um, but, yeah, that's infuriating, really Absolutely. infuriating. I was, I was like, I was... Yeah, no, 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 that's I flabbergasting. Wasn't, I, wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. But no. the other thing too is personally I wouldn't rent a house with somebody else's furniture in it, obviously because we're a bit sensitive, Michelle, to energies and things like that. Yeah. But um, secondly, because if there's any damage done, you are responsible for replacing that furniture. That's it. Yeah. That is for sure. You know, potentially you are. But if the lounge breaks or if the fridge breaks down or something like that, then the owner has to. So it's got its pros and its cons. You've just got to be very careful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is very true. Now, um, Beck, I've been chatting to a few real estate agents locally because obviously, you know, Harvey and I are sort of working out, do we sell? You know, what do we do? Um and uh, and do we rent and, and all of that stuff. So I've been chatting to some agents and they were sort of saying that um, we, you know, there isn't much stock available still. And even them, I mean, some of our real estate agents here are renting, looking for rentals and they're not having trouble finding stuff. So, um, you know, with the official cash rate continuing to go up, I'm sort of thinking, will the rental prices come down a bit? Will that sort of affect things? Um, I think the houses they were saying more houses are starting to come on the market that's more selling than renting um but yeah friends of ours it was a bit of a bit of a disappointment um 
that were, I don't think I've talked about them yet. I must not put it in here. Um, renting for seven years. I was telling Beck, oh, did I, I didn't even talk about her yet. I don't know how I didn't talk about her. I missed her. Well, I haven't talked about my friend who rented for yeah. seven years, have I? I don't think uh, I did. It's in there, but I don't think I said it. <laughs> I think I must have talked about something else. Um, anyway, I've got a girlfriend who's been renting for seven years and the um, owner said, hey, I'm going to come over and do an inspection. Clever. Um, the owner's there doing this like surprise inspection. She gave them like two days notice or something and um, is walking through and then she goes, oh, by the way, I've put the house on the market I'm selling and you need to move out like um, in July. So this is June. And my friend is going, um, that's pretty soon. Can we get maybe August? Would that be okay? Like that's, you know, not much notice and everything else. We're to find something else. And um, so this is where I guess this sort of popped into my head that this is a good talk topic as well because, yeah, this lady's been there seven years, um, perfect clients, our perfect tenants, you know, looking after everything like it's their own, so on and so forth. And all these other people who are going through all these rental issues um, you know, this friend of mine is just like, oh, well, that doesn't affect us. We've got the best landlady ever, so on and so forth. Next minute, she just rocks up two days notice doing an inspection. By the way, I'm selling. You need to move out. What? Um, so, okay. yeah, really quite shocking. So so a few a few issues with that, Michelle, that I can see mm. right there. Um, Queensland, again, it may be different. You have to check your local state territory laws regarding yeah. this. I know in the ACT, they're not allowed to give you two days' notice for an inspection. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're not allowed yeah. to, for sure. No, yeah. you're not allowed to. It's meant so to be two weeks minimum. So she's breached yeah. the tenancy agreement there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is everything has to be in writing. You can't just say, I'm selling, so move out, or you have to be out here. You have to actually give it in writing. And um, again, check your guidelines. Like I said, we've got the rental book here. You've got all the, the rules and everything. You can look them up online as to what the current rules are. Mm. Um, I know that there are some situations where if they want to um, sell the house or have family members move in for emergency reasons, due to domestic violence or things like that and they need the house to protect a family member or to give them somewhere to go yeah those rules have all changed also because they cannot oh. now just yeah so make sure that she's checking up on everything yeah look getting, I, I hear what you're advice. saying but they yeah. did they did have a very casual sort of um relationship where yeah. she would just kind of you know what I mean like seven years like she yeah. would just kind of rock up and do inspections whenever she wanted and stuff like that so and she really didn't do many inspections like generally that's why this was unusual because generally she didn't do inspections like they just kind of lived there and did their thing so it had been a very very casual relationship so I think that you know they both kind of accepted that you know what I mean um yeah. and so if Deborah had of um you know gone to do anything or pursue anything I think that probably it would have gone both ways yeah you know what I mean yeah. so but a yeah example, I hear what you're though. saying though yeah yeah, yeah 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 totally it was breaking the rules and that's right but a perfect yeah. example of our boundaries yeah exactly setting our boundaries yeah. so uh no it's not okay to because once you allow you're sort of setting a precedent once Correct. you allow different things so it's really hard to get back back on the the boundary train when you keep yes. setting the priest and, and, and letting it go. So and I think, you know, um, a good good thing is to set those boundaries and say, well, actually, this time does two days' time doesn't suit me. 
two weeks from now would be better. Set the yes. time, set the date, give the options, and then you're setting your boundaries. And this is, um, I think we started, <laughs> we're talking about yeah. my reading, boundaries have been a big thing that have come up. So just, just remember that. Everyone yeah. out there, please. Yeah, and I think the um, point there, Beck, was that she didn't want to rock the boat, and I think that no. was sort of, you know, and obviously it came back to sort of bite her, but, um, you know, and you can understand it when you're sort of renting and everyone else is being forced to move and everything else. You can totally understand she doesn't want to rock the boat, but, um, yeah, she didn't want to rock the boat and um, yeah. in the end. But the thing is what actually happened um, in the end, which was really good, is she doesn't have to move out of the complex. She's in a um, residential sort of tower-type complex near a golf course. So they've got um, all the facilities. And so basically she's moving into one of the other towers. So they Yay. didn't have to move far. There was a lady who was looking for a house sitter. And she's a manifester, this lady as well. She's a manifester. So she put out to the universe, please find us another place. Um, saw this ad about the house sitting, rang up. And she said, oh, look, I have found someone. But if they fall through, I'll give you a call. Um, she rang back like an hour later and said they've fallen through. Do you want it? And um, so basically she's now house sitting, doesn't have to pay rent, just has to pay the bond, electricity, um, you know, the usual stuff that you pay, water um, and rates, not rates, body corporate. She pays a body corporate and um, that's it. So she doesn't have to pay rent. So that's actually worked out really, really well. And she uh, manifested it and it all happened like that really quickly. So um we should do another episode of manifesting at some point because uh, that's been a big talk topic with a lot of my clients, um, and that's why I did that video. I did a little live video on my page yesterday about um, money a because, bit of that. yeah, a lot of people are you know saying that they uh, can't afford this and that, and they you know don't have money and they're all worried about money and everything like that. So I just did a little post on that to encourage people to try to uh, manifest. Um, and I bet we better finish up because we've got another. Um, few more things to get to today so but that has been a really good talk topic and um really educational because i think being in different states is handy because you know there are different rules um wherever you are so i think depending on where our listeners are located um it's actually good for them to sort of know you know it's a bit different here and there so um that's been good yeah and just just to let all the listeners know and and i and i hope this is helpful um don't worry about rocking boats with relate. It's a business relationship you have with them. They're not your friends at the end of the day. They're there to provide a service. You're paying for a service, be it the yeah, house. Yeah, that's true. Um, don't worry about rocking the boat and what have you because um, just look at it as a business relationship. Yeah, that's obviously, a good point. Obviously be considerate of each other, uh, both parties and, and what have you, but um, just, you know, it's no different to, to going to the shops and buying something. You, you're not going to say to the shop owner, oh, I, I'm only going to, I'm going to buy every colour you've got because I feel obligated to. Mm. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? true. Yeah. yeah. So just, that's just. Let's not get too friendly. Country. Yeah. Yeah. Back next uh, episode, this is going to be a really great one, I think. And it's one that I've wanted to do for a little while. And it's been pretty relevant to a lot of the readings I've been doing lately. And um, I've called it Zombie Nation. Uh, Zombie Nation probably doesn't say much to the listener at home. But um, what we're going to be talking about is, um, look, I'm not going to even say kids. I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to say people in general um, mm-hmm. spending a little bit too much time on devices, etc. And uh, this has been, as I said, coming up a fair bit. And I think that it's um, worthwhile giving it some time. And uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about is, you know, could we be getting outdoors more? And I'm saying we as in everybody, 
Um, but you also think about, you know, um, the young people that are sort of growing up and social skills, you know, being able to uh, communicate, you know, with other people and stuff like that. You know, I do worry about that. I think, gosh, you know, how are they going to meet their future husbands, wives, you know, all of that sort of stuff if they're not getting outdoors and actually talking to people and socialising. So I wanted to do this uh, next time and I think it's pretty relevant. Who with, knows, um, Michelle, maybe, maybe coming up in the future, maybe when you – you'll have like a internet relationship where you can stay in your own house, they can stay in their own house and you can yeah. technically be married and you won't yeah. have to go out and do things. <laughs> there you go. Well, that would um, that would certainly suit me a lot of the time. I'm sure you saw my post about what Jason did to my bloody phone. So, um, yeah, that was highly entertaining. And uh, he was almost in a divorce course. So um, we might talk about that next episode. Anyway, great chat, Beck, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Okay, bye, everyone.